everybody, and welcome back to Expand Cool, where we dive deep into the things that we think are worth talking about. I'm Kevin. And I'm Sam. And today we're talking about Eastshade. Sam, what the heck is Eastshade? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a walking simulator that is focused on exploring a very beautiful world. So you are a painter, and you're going to this island called Eastshade, and you're fulfilling your mother's dying wish for you to go and paint these four major points in Eastshade because those are the four things that she painted when she was there. And so the main reason for you to go is to fulfill this quest. Now, you know, you could easily just go do this quest and be completely done with the game. You could literally do that. <laughs> but that's not any fun because <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, the whole point of this game is to, you know, experience the world and experience the people in the world because they're not like you and me. <laughs> so they're animals. They have owls, they have deer, they have apes and bears. Oh my. Exactly. And then they also have raccoons, but we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah, um, we don't talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> but so all of these characters are walking as though they are human, but they all look as though they are animals. They're anthropomorphic, right? Yes. So what I heard, fun little tidbit, is that in their original design of the game, when they first introduced it in like a trailer, or sorry, not a trailer, a demo, they had uh, one of the mini games you can play actually in the game. And you could see some of the characters. And in that version, they were human, but they all were wearing animal masks. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, an interesting. <laughs> I'm not really sure, like, because I know some people were upset that they changed it, but to me, I like that they just went the animal route because it's different. Right, yeah. I could see that. And, like, uh, to me, I don't know which is creepier. <laughs> right? I, I, personally, I think the people wearing animal masks yeah, is creepier. I think you're probably <laughs> right. I, yeah. I'd probably prefer the anthropomorphized animals. Yeah. So, that's something to think about. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, for this type of game, like a walking simulator, as you've described it, like, yeah. you played games like this in the past, like, what kind of, what draws oh, yeah. you to a game like this? So, in the feel of the world, it is very much like Skyrim, without any of the intense questline or fighting or anything like that. It's just a really beautiful world that you're experiencing and amazing you know characters that you're meeting and talking with and potentially helping them if you want to um with these very mundane things you know such as like the very first quest that you have is to retrieve a book on the ship that you're on going to east shade for this old woman and that is your first quest. <laughs> and it doesn't get a whole lot harder. <laughs> like, there's some that take longer, but, you know. Right, like fetch quests. Exactly. It's not, you know, go fight this thing, kill it, 
and then come back and get gold or whatever. Right. It's a more peaceful (laughs) experience. Exactly. For those fetch quests, uh, does it ever feel tedious at time or times or is it like, you know, fulfilling doing whatever the characters want you to do? Um, I would say there's only one fetch quest that takes so long because you have to go to all these five different springs and collect water from each one. And, like, they're all over the map. And so you can't do this quest immediately, You and you have to find these springs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a good way to explore the world, but, you know, it can get tedious trying to find the specific pool that you're trying to find and, you know, collecting the water. And for the most part, I I can't really think of any quest where I was, like, oh my gosh, I have to go walk over there and then walk back with whatever. Right. It was it didn't feel like an inconvenience. Right. Or anything like that. Because, yeah, because I got to, you know, listen to the music that was playing in the world and look at all of the, you know, pretty scenery while I was going. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I presume most of these side quests were, you know, involved with, specific characters and whatever their story is yes yeah so just a little intro of the game so you start out on this ship that's called the annabelle and you are you know about ready to get to east shade and then all of a sudden something goes wrong we hit something and the ship starts to sink (laughs) nice yeah i'm like oh no we're gonna die and literally we're in the hull below and it starts filling with water and like people are running around and it's like it's pretty terrifying (laughs) like we're gonna drown in here um i was promised a peaceful game (laughs) right (laughs) um so that's like probably the most exciting thing that happens (laughs) in the game um and then you are you like wake up and you're on the shore and you're like in this weird cave and there's this uh this monkey or sorry ape and he's like his name is Ingov and he's like um oh yeah you washed up on the shore and you were like clutching like desperately to your to this easel or whatever it's because it was your mother's right. um and so you like collect your easel and then you can you know paint or whatever but so he basically is like we're really close to Lindau. You should go there and tell people that you're alive because people think you're dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should probably go do that. Yeah, so, all right, okay. So, like, you you take this path and, you know, Lindau is, is like a smaller town that's like a port town. And it's very cute and it has some interesting architecture. There's only, like, five or six buildings it's not it's not really intensive and you you know can talk to the captain who is a bit distraught because she loved her ship and was very upset that it crashed and she's just like staring out at it and and is like i wish that my ship lived and you didn't it's kind of rough (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's like, all right that's fair <laughs> yeah but every other character is like super friendly to you like the people that you were on the ship with are like oh you're alive that's awesome <laughs> um and you know all most of the people that you meet 
within the town, you know, are, are relatively friendly, too. They're like, oh, a visitor, like, awesome, this is a great place, you should talk to people, and blah, blah, blah. So it kind of goes where you're in Lindau for a little bit, you can do some quests to gain um, inspiration, to gain money, or I guess the money in this game is glowstones, and okay. you need 60 glowstones in order to give a toll for the bridge. And you need to cross the bridge in order to get to the rest of the islands. Ah. Lindau is surrounded by like a little river. And mm-hmm. so the the bridge is the only way to get to the rest of the area. And so you Got have it. to... That's like the only thing that you have to do in the beginning is you have to get that that much glowstones. So, okay. <laughs> before I realized how much glowstones you got for painting people things, I was collecting feathers for this character that's in the woods. That's like, I write a lot. I need feathers to make, uh, you know, quills or whatever. And so I was collecting feathers for him, and they're only like, you only get one glowstone for each feather. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was literally just waiting for them to, like, respawn. And I was just like, how am I supposed to do this? This is ridiculous. And then I, like, talked to a couple characters. And they're like, oh, if you paint me this thing, I'll give you, like, 30 glowstones. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what? What have I been doing? Yeah, but so... do you want these 30 feathers <laughs> right, I have? Right. So... Yeah, I found out relatively early on that you need to <laughs> talk to everyone. <laughs> I'm just imagining that this one section of this island or Lindau that there are just now these <laughs> bald birds <laughs> flying around <laughs> that Sam has picked clean <laughs> in exchange for glowstones. <laughs> you don't understand. This guy needs a lot of quills. Eventually he's like, I mean... You gave me like 40 quills. I, <laughs> right? I don't need that many quills. <laughs> yeah, so that happened. There's like three or four people you can you can paint for and they'll give you money. So, it's plenty of people to get enough money to cross the bridge. Okay, so how do you paint? So, <laughs> all you have to do it's super super easy. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> so literally you look at an area, you press, like, I think it's E. You press E, a little, like, square shows up on your screen, and you can enlarge it, shrink it to whatever size you want. And then you press E again, and you paint it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if this game is going to make me, like, no. take my mouse and try to paint. I mean, <laughs> no. if, you give me, if you give me a paintbrush and try to paint, it's still not going to go well. So I am no. like, oh, no. <laughs> okay, that's, whew. Yeah. All right. So oh. this game, I would say it's a talking with characters and getting to know people on the island, experiencing the world and then painting. Like it's right. It's, painting is, you know, it is the main mechanic that is unique to this game. Yes. But it doesn't like dictate most of your playtime. Right. It doesn't take up so much time. Like you could potentially 
take a lot of time getting to a place you need to paint (laughs) yes this is true you can (laughs) um but you could take a lot of time to get to a place to paint but the painting part takes like a second (laughs) right yeah that makes sense yeah okay so you paint for these characters they give you glowstones you can go over the bridge yep does this kind of uh is there like a direction for i mean you said there's obviously the main storyline yes but being in a more exploratory game is it kind of you know wander around and find characters and yeah talk to them? i mean so throughout the game there's a relatively main path um there's some like deviations that you can take from like the the main uh stone walkway mm-hmm. um to get to other characters but like for the most part, you can follow this path and, you know, talk to, especially when you cross the bridge. When you cross the bit bridge, there's, like, a hut and two people, like, immediately right there. And so you can talk to them. You can get the ability to craft twine, which you need in order to make a bloom sack raft. So it's just these, like, really, like, poofy white balls that you can you need to tie together so you need to make twine and then you can float like on water so it's very Uh. helpful for getting to other parts of the world but so for the first person in order to get the like to learn how to make the twine you have to make a painting for him so then you have to go and find the place like he he gives a general description like i I really miss the ocean, and I'd like to have a painting of the sand and ocean or something like that. Right, and then you and then you paint a tree with a bird, and he's like, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so what's kind of cool is that you can do multiple paintings and then choose which one to give to the person. Okay. So that's kind of cool because if you like painted multiple and you're like, I want to keep this one, but you can have this shit one. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he won't know. He won't notice. <laughs> but so you talk to people, you get the ability to create stuff that helps you further explore the world. And it kind of keeps going like that throughout the game. Right. It's kind of like a prog- it's kind of a progression loop that like. It motivates you to move through and experience the world because the whole game's purpose is to get you to experience the world. It's actually interesting that you know, like how you're describing like the painting mechanic, and like you said, you know, it's not the main thing you're doing in the game, right? But this is a walking simulator. Mm-hmm. The main goals of a game like this are for you to see stuff yep. and talk to people. Yep, and. Just the fact that there are pretty things and there are people, it's pretty easy to get the player to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you oh, see yeah. a person in a game, you're not going to be like, I'm not going to talk to them. <laughs> right. It's pretty easy to get someone to walk up, you know, even if there's not an incentive. Yeah. But the painting is just an extra added on yeah. way to motivate the player to experience all parts or other different parts of the world they might not have walked to or looked at otherwise. Yep. That are more secluded or, you know, don't have people. It's like a clever way to get you, like, force you to explore the world, Mm -hmm. which is the intent of a game like this anyway. Yep. So instead of feeling like this shoehorned in mechanic, it's literally just a way to... Experience it and also be able to do something that furthers you in the game. Right, yeah. It feels feels meaningful other than just 
oh, look at this pretty thing. <laughs> right. But it tricked you into looking into that mm-hmm. pretty thing, which is good. It's not a bad trick. It's, no. <laughs> you know, it's it's just a clever design thing. That's actually really cool. Because, yeah. like, most walking simulators, it seems like, you know, the quests, like, when you said there are, like, fetch quests and stuff, like, that kind of thing makes a lot of sense because so many walking simulators have that because right. they that's how they get you to walk around Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you have to go somewhere to fetch that makes you walk through this pretty world they made and they made the game because they want you to look at the pretty world yep and i would say a lot of the quote-unquote fetch quests are more like go to this area paint this area come back you know right yeah so it's fetch but it's like look at the scenery and paint it right and then the painting like (laughs) is just another step onto that that Mm -hmm. is more about what these games are designed to do so that's actually really cool yeah oh one so one annoying mechanic that happened that i didn't understand and then eventually did was because when i played this game i did not want to i mean you're supposed to experience it i didn't want to look up anything if i could figure it out or just wait if it didn't matter. Spoilers, by the way. Oh, duh, obviously. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, everyone knows we spoil everything. It's fine. Yes. Continue. Um, so when you're stuck on Lin- when I was stuck on Lindau, <laughs> um, you can't go out at night because it's too cold and I didn't bring a jacket. <laughs> so oh. So mechanic is that if you are outside when it's dark out. So between the hours of, like, 9 and 5, you'll slowly get this, like, frozen thing on your screen, like, where it looks like you're freezing. Right. And then you'll spawn back inside of the inn at Lindau. Oh, okay. Interesting. So at first I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm supposed to explore this world, and I have to do it within this very strict time period. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, we're going to have a day-night cycle and you can't go out at night. <laughs> right? It's like, well, yeah. then why Why yeah. does the sun go down? If this world is fantasy, why can't the sun just always be up? Well, what's interesting, actually, on that point is that, so there's an eclipse in the middle of the day at, uh-huh. at noon, and then it's never completely dark outside because okay. of how the sun is positioned in the sky it's like it's kind of like in alaska when it's like really long summer or during the summer when the sun is more of a arc rather than right west east whatever or east west that's what i meant yeah (laughs) um one of those (laughs) yeah one of those so that's kind of interesting and and you know really makes it feel like you're not on a normal planet which is cool Uh because that's the whole point is you're in this world with a bunch of weird animals and you're also seeing eclipses in the middle of the day every single day <laughs> like it's right. just interesting little things but so for the whole freezing thing mm-hmm. <laughs> you eventually when you get to the main the main city called Nava you can buy a coat mm. so then you can stay out at all times okay Gotcha. But the coat is 80 glowstones. <laughs> That's 80 more feathers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> no, what's nice is that in the... Um, so, At that point, you could have sewn your own right, coat out of right? feathers. <laughs> so, Sorry, continue. <laughs> no, no, no. The, so the worst part about Nava is that 
I mean, hopefully you've talked to a lot of characters before you get to Nava, because you have to go back and talk to all of them and receive recommendations in order to get into Nava. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. So, like, if you didn't go through the game as they kind of wanted you to, yeah. then you have to go back. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah. But... Did you have to, did you have to go back? Well, I had to go back and talk to people because I didn't ask them for a recommendation because I didn't, as a character, I didn't know about it. Ah, uh, gotcha. Right. Okay. But nice thing is that once you pay the toll, you can ride a, um, there's like a little fast travel thing where there's a cart right in front of the bridge to Nava that will take you back to Lindau. And then there's a cart that's right by Lindau that will take you to Nava. So like... You don't have to make that track all the time. That's nice. It's like, you yeah. know, and it's gives free. you the option. And it's okay. free. <laughs> yeah, it's not 30 more glowstones. <laughs> 30 glowstones each trip. Each trip. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's the kind of thing. Yeah, that seems nice, especially if like if there are quest-based stuff that requires mm-hmm. you to go talk to people. It's like, yep. yeah, I know you want me to experience your world, but if like I already did walk this bit, right. I don't. Don't make me walk it four more times. <laughs> yep. And so also, once you get the map, which is by, um, well, not that you would know where any of this stuff is, but when you leave Lindau and cross the bridge, you're like in this area that is referred to as the Great Shade. Okay. Um, because there's a giant tree that is part of the quest that your mother wants you to paint because it's... It's spectacular. It is amazing. Idrisil. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. So there's this inn that is by the Great Shade up on this hill that you can go to, and there's a cartographer. So I didn't know that I should have gone upstairs and searched all the rooms because I didn't get the map until way too late in the game oh no <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally walking everywhere <laughs> right, right um but you can get it pretty early on in the game because all you have to do is collect some items for this lady and then she'll give you a map for free i don't know if that's the definition of free but well, you know <laughs> i don't have to pay 30 glowstones for it yes that's true <laughs> i just i i actually had all of the items that she needed so i didn't even have to go and get it <laughs> well at that point yeah you missed her the first time around <laughs> yep because i was like there should be a freaking map in this game and then <laughs> oh there is <laughs> i looked it up because i was really frustrated and sure. it's like oh yeah there's a map if you go in this building i'm like what are you talking about? <laughs> so I went in there and I found her and I was like, damn it. <laughs> but Jeez. so you can go on the map and click. So you can like hover over stuff and then click on it and you can fast travel to places, but you have to use up a hiker's tea. So it's like, um, I think it's called Mountain Wart, but it basically fast travels you to that location for one drink of that tea okay so that's like along with like the crafting of stuff that like if you can make that tea then you can use it to fast travel or do you like buy it from people so you can buy the tea tea from people and you can make it but you can't make it until you go to nava and purchase the tea kettle ah yeah of course yep 
What, are you going to make it in your hands? You can't do that. (laughs) And you have to learn how to make a fire from uh, the ranger that's by the Great Shade in order to put the tea kettle on the fire. (laughs) Dude, how did you think you were going to (laughs) survive? Right? Right? It's like, I've got an easel, but I don't know how to make a fire. (laughs) Well, what's funny is that that, um, the park ranger really helps you out for survival, because if you go in his hut, he also has a survival guide on making a tent. Mm. And so, like, you can basically camp anywhere you want and sleep, like, through the night. So if you Which don't, might be useful if you're, you know, yeah. staying there for a while and, I don't know, didn't have a place didn't... to stay planned out. <laughs> exactly. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, sleep on the cold ground without a fire. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, so fun tidbit is that for the fire, you can make a fire and then, um, like, stay by it to not be frozen. <laughs> Uh, but then okay, you have to so... stand by it all night and do nothing. And just stare at it. <laughs> stare at it. <laughs> like, you that could, sucks. You paint it a couple of times. <laughs> I did. I actually did. <laughs> <laughs> that's, of course. What, what else would you do? <laughs> yeah. The problem oh, with that's funny. painting, though, is that it takes inspiration. And... And what the heck is that? Okay. So there is this thing in the game that is in- inspiration. It's this little bar on the right side of your screen that you can see whenever it goes up or down or if you look in your like if you press tab and look at your inventory thing um so it takes like depending on the painting it takes like half an inspiration to a full inspiration to paint something okay but you gain inspiration when you find new places okay so via, via exploring and stuff. Yes. And also you gain experience, or sorry, uh, you gain inspiration through drinking tea as well. That Of course. I mean, <laughs> those I are... I mean, you're nice and warm and you're like, oh, I feel inspired. <laughs> I feel inspired. I feel so inspired that I can fast travel. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is that, so some of the teas... Like, so the mountain wart is useful for fast traveling. And then there's some of them that will alter. <laughs> so it's kind of like drugs. It like alters what the world looks like. That's drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it like will uh, give it hallucinogenic. Like... <laughs> yeah. It will, well, it won't like make you see things that aren't there, but it'll make you see the, wor- the world. Well, looks different than it's supposed to. <laughs> it's a different color. It's like a blue hue or a green hue. Like <laughs> okay. Yeah. But there's there's one that's like um, I think it's called Earth Root, and it like makes it all brown and just like very like earthy looking so does that like change uh like when you paint while you're under the influence of that tea is does your painting stay Um, that color or what like like if i had the blue hue on when i was looking at the green forest can i paint it blue or I, i think so but you know what what's funny is i've never actually tried what? <laughs> that's the that is the first thing I would do would be to try to paint it blue. Maybe I'm I just did, thinking, and it didn't turn out, and so I forgot. Uh, maybe. But I don't know. I'm I'd just have thinking to try of that it. that Calvin and Hobbes of the <laughs> yes. explanation for black and white. You know, <laughs> they're they're color photos of a world that's black and white. Yes. Um. 
my god. Huh, okay. So so okay, then if if you didn't paint while under the influence of these teas, <laughs> what is the purpose of Well, them? so the reason so the reason why I didn't do it while I was playing the game was because when I was playing the game, inspiration was to me, a at finite, least, was a finite resource. Yeah, it was like I I had to save it for quests and yeah. Also in Nava, you can actually become like an you can do commissions for an artist, and okay. so you can get extra money through that. And so you need a decent amount of inspiration in order to do that stuff. Right, you want, don't want to just use it willy nilly painting random stuff. Exactly. So that's why I would you know just drink the tea. And then you can, so you in your inventory, you have a drinks section and you have water on you at all times. And you can, if you don't like the effect you're getting from the tea, can drink a sip of water and it'll immediately go away. Oh, thank goodness. Yep. That's, that's one of my pet peeves in any game that has like... I understand it's trying to go for like the realism thing, but like right. but still. any game, <laughs> any game where you can like take alcohol or something like that, and then like your You're character, just terrible. Like, like it's yeah, and then just like your screen starts to blur, and like uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I'm getting sick in real life now. That's right. Cool. <laughs> I'm like, if there, if I could take a sip of water and get rid of it, that would be amazing. Right. Because Whenever I accidentally do that in a game, I'm like, I can't look at the screen. I, I can't do it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. So hallucinogenic teas. Cool. <laughs> oh, to, to like further that, the, that point. So in Nava, there is a group that called The Roots. <laughs> and they, they play with, they play for Jimmy Fallon. Continue. Yes. Yes. Um, they, have teas that are like hardcore like dream teas so you can go to their place if you know the password you can go to their place and drink their teas and have like a crazy experience this sounds like (laughs) this sounds kind of like (laughs) dune this sounds like (laughs) they're using the spice to make the teas and Giving people weird trips where they see <laughs> crazy stuff yeah. and have insane experiences, and the yeah, world is are, run on tea. <laughs> like, there's two different teas that you can, like, the dream teas or whatever. And one of them will give you one vision, and then the other will give you a different one. And so, and it also at the end gives you, like, a decent amount of inspiration. Like, it gives you almost two. I would hope so. Like, I think almost two. So it's really funny because there's this other group called the Shez that want to destroy the Roots. Um, They're like, uh, they're called the Roots because they literally have tea stuff growing on the walls. And so they want to like infiltrate them and like destroy their supply. So then they can't do this anymore because it's against what they believe in and blah, blah, blah. And so you can actually go and do that for them. Ah. Or. Can you like pick sides? Yeah. 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 Or you can warn the roots before it happens. Well, yeah. I mean, well, 
fuck the man, you know. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I get... warned them. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing this. That's terrible. Like, they can do whatever they want. I don't, it's not hurting anyone, especially since you can't leave with the tea. Oh, right. You okay. have to leave it there if you don't take it. Right. So, well, like. You, can't, you don't rat out your dealer, man. Right? Well, that. <laughs> and then also, like, they're enforcing it so you can't do it outside of like this contained area so it's Ah, like no one's hurting anyone like calm down (laughs) this sounds like it's like prohibition right (laughs) prohibition and or weed right we're we're just (laughs) drinking in here it's okay (laughs) you know yeah exactly so yeah anyway uh, that tangent gone (laughs) um drinking tea man it's it's more than you might think (laughs) it's yeah it's intense stuff, um, man. Okay, so you're, you know, getting distracted with tea while you're supposed to be doing your <laughs> dead mother's, you know, <laughs> wish. <laughs> getting high yeah. on tea. I mean, she probably um, did too. She probably, yeah, you're, you know what? You're probably just following in her footsteps, literally. And she, you know, you both had some of those same weird visions, I'm sure. But uh, there's a thing we haven't talked about. And it's absurd that it's been this long <laughs> that we oh, haven't gosh. talked about it. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. There's, there's, like, we're going to na- rename the podcast. We're going to change yep, the structure of the show. Yep. What is the music like in this <laughs> game? <laughs> the music is fantastic. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this before we started that you need to just listen to the soundtrack if you're not going to play the game, because mm. it is a great soundtrack to have on in the background. And I mean, it really reminds me of some of the great music in Skyrim. Mm, okay. Like, it's just memorable. And whenever I think of a specific place, I'm like, that song. Right. It's associative. And, exactly. Which is- good stuff (laughs) yes and it's it's by uh i'm gonna probably butcher the name but it is by uh phoenix glending glen glendening (laughs) well yep Yep. we already (laughs) phoenix glendening yep um (laughs) but it is it's just so good every time i would play this game i wouldn't watch or play or listen to anything else like i would listen to the soundtrack like while in the game right because this is the kind of game where i mean i imagine you don't necessarily need your full attention to make progress but it's you know it's the the atmosphere and exactly uh ambiance in the game of the like music and stuff that keeps your attention even yes. though there's not a lot actually going on exactly it's capturing and it like it's you know the kind of game where you think about things and n- not even necessarily the game or you know things about the game like it could be you think about your life you think about things that have happened you think about your day like it's just it's a good game to de-stress for the characters in the game i Mm -hmm. guess including your own are there any that like you kind of see yourself in or like relate with 
with any of the characters like how how do they vary are there is there a breadth of like distinct personalities in the characters oh yeah i would say so you know there's there's some characters that aren't quite as you know memorable as others um but with the game being you know not ridiculously large or long it's pretty easy to remember all the characters um so there's a few characters that i've definitely remembered and you know thought about because it's like i don't know i'll explain the characters and then maybe we can piece together why sure (laughs) Um, uh so there's this so it's it's kind of linked with a quest but there's this one character that she so she's in Lindau. She is the innkeeper. Her name is Nick uh, Nika, and she's an ape. And she every single day goes up, watches the eclipse, and then goes back down to her inn. And it's just like a cute little thing that is you know a constant in her life. Yes, it is you know created in the world that it's a constant but based on her character it makes sense and it's cool because you can paint her a picture of the eclipse and you can either give it to her or sell it to her and um she like absolutely loves it and it kind of reminds me of it's like this is how I would feel if I was a painter You know, it really embodies, I am painting this very mundane or simple thing that happens every single day in this woman's life, and she is thanking me as though I saved her child, you know? Right, because it's it's that important to her. Exactly. Even even though the thing itself doesn't seem that important. Right. in, In general. Yes. That it's this very meaningful or, you know thing that brings happiness to her mm-hmm. that you know being able to then see it on a painting is you know pretty great i mean like that's why yeah like a lot of paintings are you know beauties in the eye of the beholder not just in terms of taste but you know right in terms of what matters to you so yep. yeah i totally get that that makes a ton of sense and that's really cool yeah and like being a creative person i totally understand that because whenever you know you share a creative thing with someone and they love it or appreciate it, it makes you feel, like, really good that you were able to affect them in a way that mattered to them. Right. That's, like, that is the best feeling. And I'm sure that a lot of creatives, that's, like, their goal rather than making something. Because, like, it feels like there's a big difference between... Well, maybe not a big difference. Uh, I don't want to get too, too far up my own butt, but <laughs> I, I I would say that like you know the differences between like something being like popular or like a lot of people like like it versus like you know it moving someone and mm-hmm. that like even if whatever you made could move one person, I feel like that that yep. would be more at least to me, and you might agree too that. If I made a thing that moved one person versus I made a thing that a hundred people just liked, yep. I would I would pick the moving every time because yes. that's like that's is like the best feeling yep. because that's awesome and you know because we know what it feels like to be moved so to be able to give that to other that's like why comedians do what they exactly. do right I mean 
they're they don't do it for popularity they do it because getting someone to laugh is one of the best things you can do because you know that feeling of laughing at a good joke and Mm -hmm. getting someone else to do it is pretty great yes so what are some of the other characters so there's this character that is by the blushwood forest and her name is Rania. And she says that she hears drumming sometimes late at night. And so you're like, huh, that's weird. All right, I'll go check it out. And if you go at night to the Blushwood Forest, you will see a bunch of raccoons drumming away, like just going hard on music. <laughs> And it's, like, such a spectacular sight. And then once they see you, they all freak out and then rush inside of a freaking tree. And you're like, what just happened? <laughs> um, and then this this quest line starts where you make contact with the quote-unquote first folk. So they're rumored to be the first people on this island. and. Okay. They live, so everyone thinks that they don't exist because they've tried to make sure that no one knows they exist. Mm. Great job with all the drumming, no? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, Keep it down, dude. <laughs> but so you, through a series of things, you can meet with one of these uh, raccoons, and his name is Alejo, and he is like, I'm really interested in learning more about the Sky Folk, which he refers to all of the other, you know, creatures as the Sky Folk, because they live above ground. <laughs> um, right. And uh, all of my people are, you know, terrified of you and, and think that you uh, kill your firstborn child or like, he has like a bunch of these ridiculous rumors that... You know, you can actually either say, oh, yeah, that's what we do, or you can, you know, refute it. What's Um, funny is that he's actually right, and you just don't know it. (laughs) (laughs) This is very true. I could just be misleading him. (laughs) But um, once you, like, go through a series of things, you have to paint him something, and then you um, get to go with him to his home. And so you get to explore, like, this underground area and, like, there's literally nothing to do under there, but it's, like, just a cool little meeting with a character that is completely separated from this world that is already different from your own. So it's, like, just, like, an extra step of craziness, and it was a good quest. Yeah, that sounds really interesting, and it seems like it diverges from the normal, at yeah. least that you've described so far, in the path that this game takes. So yep. that's really cool. And it has, like, an extra depth to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sorry. Continue. <laughs> so there is this inn called Sinkwood Inn that is literally on an island, so you need a boat in order to get to it, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But okay. so it, you go there the first time, and there's been something stolen. And so it's like a murder mystery, but no murder. <laughs> um, okay. And so you have to find the culprit. And what's funny is that when you get there, everyone assumes that you're the investigator. And so you're like, okay, sure, I guess I'm the investigator. And so you start, like, looking for clues and stuff. And and so, you know, you can accuse anyone, but if you get it right, then bully. I don't know. 
I don't know if you get it wrong because I got it right, but <laughs> if you get it wrong, the game just shuts it, off. It just ends. You're dead. You it die. Deletes your save. It deletes your save. Oh man, that'd be rough. <laughs> okay, so if you accuse the right person, what happens? Um, then the actual investigator, which turns out is the person guarding the Nava Bridge, <laughs> she comes. And, like, quote-unquote, takes the person into custody. And then you, like, can talk to them while they're there. And then, so, with doing all of my research for this game, I went back to Sinkwood Inn to, like, look at all the character names and talk mm-hmm. to them. And they're actually there still. <laughs> but... They're just still hanging out. <laughs> they're still there. They're just all still standing there. But if you go back back to nava and like at the bridge like the person her name is effie if you like she'll be there still so it's like they have just two versions of her (laughs) like (laughs) it's kind of a weird like this game has a few weird glitches Mm -hmm. like very small nothing major well okay not nothing major one (laughs) one major one but it's at the very end and it doesn't matter like in terms of finishing the game or anything like that it just is weird (laughs) but um (laughs) another okay really quick funny thing for glitches i was at the blushwood forest at midnight which is the time that you would normally meet alejo and he was there again (laughs) and he acted as if I had just seen his house again, or his home again, and talked to me, and then immediately disappeared, and my screen went black, and then it immediately went back to normal, and he was gone. I was like, what (laughs) just happened? (laughs) It was really freaky. (laughs) Black magic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another creepy thing is that, so there's bikes in this game, or a bicycle, one of those old school ones with the giant front wheel and the tiny little baby back wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Whenever you're riding it and you're, and it's sun out, you don't see a shadow. There's literally just the shadow of the bike. (laughs) So it's really creepy. Uh, What are you, a vampire or (laughs) what? Something, I don't know. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, oh, (laughs) I went back to the, uh the shore that you wash up on in the beginning of the game. And my easel was there again (laughs) to pick up. (laughs) Whoops, forgot this. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) This would have been useful when I was trying to paint and I was just holding this stuff up by hand. (laughs) Yeah, it was was really strange. (laughs) Um, But I need to talk about the ending of the game because it... You know, there was the actual quest you were supposed to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, so that is very simple because you... Yeah. Relatively you simple. Just need to do the, you just need to do the paintings, right? You just have to do the four paintings. So you have to paint the great shade, tr- the tree. You have to paint a picture from the top of the highest point in Nava, which is annoying because you have to do a few other quests before you can do that because it's closed off. <laughs> And then you have to go to the Restless Reach, which is the highest mountain or whatever. And the only way to get there is through Nessa's air balloon, which is a fun little side quest. You basically have to help her get customers so then she can pay her way to, like, bring you up there for free. Mm. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. And she calls it the bursting bubble. <laughs> oh, that's... And you can either tell her that it's a bad name or it's a really great name. <laughs> I, that's a horrible name. It's a horrible name, but I told her it was great. <laughs> wow. Cause, because it was really funny to have that on a poster and hang that up everywhere. Right, the bursting so, bubble. God, that's a, whole, that pretty a funny. horrid name. For it's a, really bad for a hot air balloon that doesn't blow up. It's so safe. <laughs> right? And she was wondering why like, she wasn't getting any customers. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So there's those three, and then uh, what's the last one? Oh, um, you have to paint the somewhere in the Tiffmore Bluffs. Which is a great name. But for the Tiffmore Bluffs, it is literally just rolling countryside with some stone windmills. Uh, okay. It's so pretty and so serene. Mm-hmm. And the song for that area is amazing. Nice. If you have not played this game, play this game, obviously. But go I'm to sorry, that place. <laughs> right. Because I love that place. And it's like the last place you go, more or less. Nice. Um, but nice little reward at the end. Yes. Funny thing about the entirety of this game is that because that area is so big, I thought that was going to take up a majority of the game. So I was like, I was like trying to get through the other part of it, not like ridiculously fast, but I was like, oh man, there's going to be a ton more when I get to the Tiffmore Bluffs, and right. then. There was, like, nothing. <laughs> Which was totally Whoops. fine. But I was just like, right. you know, it's it's a great misleading thing because, you know, all these smaller areas have been really packed with stuff to do. And then this, like, rolling countryside is just something to enjoy. So right. I, I appreciated that. Um, so for the end, the end of this game... It's so great. So you can do all of the quests and then you go back to Lindau and you board a ship and you get a free passage back because of what happened to the other ship. Right. <laughs> and Almost died. Now you get... <laughs> the great part is the, the person that's like, you know, allowing you to board or whatever is like, oh, if you don't want to get on this one, you can get on the next one. There will be plenty coming back. I'm really sorry about what happened. <laughs> But they're like, hey, but if you want to come with me, you can get on my boat, uh, the the Sinking Mary. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, man. But yeah, so the the ending is you leaving Eastshade, and then you're like, oh, okay, that's the ending. You get to watch as the um, island, you know, gets further and further away. And then it cuts to you being in your apartment or house or whatever i think it's an apartment on the mainland and you can look around in the room and i mean i'm assuming this would depend on whether you helped people or not but you can look around and find notes that people sent you like thanking you for the specific thing you helped them do or sending you a picture of something and it was just really, really cute because it's like, <laughs> look at all these things that you did and you helped people do. And like, 
there is this one quest where you helped someone retrieve this this box that had this really old these really old seeds that were part of his family and he like sent you one of them like planted or whatever and so you have like this weird little plant and then um there was this kid that you could help show them how to paint because they absolutely love painting and like they sent a like her mother and her sent you a note and then like they have like a little one of her paintings and yeah there's just a lot of just cute little things that they didn't have to do but they did because it just summed up what you were able to do in a great way right it gave you that extra little you know kind of like wrap up that reminded you of all the stuff you did along the way yeah that's cool yeah like Again, like you said, they didn't have to do that. Nope. <laughs> so, which makes it even better. Yeah. And well, that's really cool. What's hilarious is that they put deer and then your character name. Well, so I forgot, because I had been playing this game for a while, that I had created my own character name. And so when I saw the character name, I'm like, holy shit. That looks like a name I would make. <laughs> so I freaked out. <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, how do they know me? Like, that's weird. It was really funny. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Really quick. There's one quest that is probably the most unique because you have to, um, you, if you don't explore, um, with your boat, as far north as you can. Like, if you don't take uh, the the furthest beach on the northwest side called Blackpaw Beach and then take it east, if you don't take that way, you will not find this last quest. So it's called Dormant in the Ice, I believe. Yeah. Oh, the Avatar. Dormant in the Ice. <laughs> So you go Gotta up there. Gotta find Aang. <laughs> yeah. You go up there. You land on this really random, like, ice beach. And then you see some university stuff and, like, these three bears. So you go talk to the commander. The commander. The commander, uh, Liliana. And she's like, hey, are you here to relieve us? And I'm like, uh, just exploring. <laughs> and she's like, oh, there's not usually people like up here doing touristy things. Okay. <laughs> and you can talk to like the other two bears. And if you talk to Mira, she's like on the other side, the north, like the northern side where there's another ice beach. If you talk to her, she like talks about how she's like, hearing and seeing things and then like you can talk to the other character Fetier and he like says oh she's just you know seeing things or whatever like it's not a big deal and like if you spend time there like things will happen and they're like trying to dig out this um just this ice like glacier area where they think man I'm trying to remember why they were even doing this i'm telling you it was ang probably <laughs> bear ang <laughs> yeah it's just an excavation site i i can't remember if they actually say whether they were like trying to find something specific but so they start digging and then some crazy shit happens someone runs in the tunnel 
some crazy hallucinogenic stuff happens, and then you have to... (laughs) It's really hard to describe because it's, like, again, this game is all visual. And so, like, you're trying to, um, in this really weird, altered, you know, hallucinogenic world, you're trying to build this, like, um, path up to this, like, shiny thing that you're trying to reach. And Mm -hmm. you eventually reach it, you, you touch it, and then all of the spores of these mushrooms dissipate and you realize that you were hallucin- hallucinating because of these mushrooms. Mm. <laughs> and that's the whole reason why all of this crazy shit has been happening because of these spores. Because like, everyone was high. <laughs> yep. I'm like, oh man, science. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, that was a really weird one, especially ending on that one. Right. <laughs> because, like, you're not gonna, unless you know where it is, like, you're not gonna find that one, you know, early in the game. <laughs> right. You're not gonna stumble upon it. Especially since you can't even get to it until you reach Blackpaw Beach, if you want to get to it quickly. Right. Because you can, what's cool is you can take your boat around the entirety of the I- island. That's cool. Yeah. Gives you another perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the main thing... I want to know is after you played through this whole game and experienced mm-hmm. it, obviously you enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> Who, what kind of person do you think would like this game? Like, obviously it's not, you know, the most interactive game in the whole world because mm-hmm. walking simulators just aren't that yep. not, not to a fault. If that's just no. how it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, who who would you recommend this game to? Well, I I would definitely recommend it to people who I know better, like who I just, you know, am just more familiar with because you really have to have a love for exploration. You really have to have a love for story and character building. You can't just run through this. I mean, you can run through this game, but not in a way where you can enjoy it. Right. Okay. Or get yeah. as much out of it. <clears throat> right. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would, I mean, I would definitely recommend it to, well, I know my dad would like this game. And I mean, I think you would like it. Yeah, probably. Um, I don't, my husband would not have the patience probably. <laughs> well, and that's a good thing to know. And like you were saying, like in general, like, the type of character traits that you right. think people would need to enjoy this game yeah. is, you know, Cause it it's took, good to know going in. Right. Like, it took me, like, 11 to 12 hours to play this game, and that wasn't trying to finish all of the achievements. That wasn't, you know, taking my sweet-ass time. Like, that was going at a normal-ish pace, I would say. Right. So, you know, if someone doesn't want to invest that much time in this kind of game, then I would definitely not recommend it to them. And some people like these kinds of games, but they like the ones that are only like a couple hours or one sit down type. Right. Sure. You're not going to crank this out in one evening. Right. And so for them, I would, if they like explorations, I would uh, recommend the prequel, which is Leaving Lindau. And it's a much shorter uh, game. Same okay. style. 
Right. Did did you play that one? I have not, but I bought it, so I will be playing it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Cool. Well, unfortunately, I think we have to wrap up the talk about East Shade for this I week. I guess I could spend all the time talking about each individual quest because they were all amazing. Yeah, it's it sounds like, unfortunately, you know, there are a ton of characters and yeah, quests that, you know, I'm got. We're going to stay on, and I'm going to ask you about after this. <laughs> <laughs> there are 37 quests, just oh. just so everyone knows. You All only right. need 36 to get the achievement in Steam, but there's 37. Let me write that down. 36. <laughs> <laughs> because one of them you can actually accidentally not do. <laughs> ah, gotcha. You can so accidentally end, you. end the quest before it even starts, so... Gotcha. Okay. Well, very cool. That sounds like a game that, yeah, I think I would like that game. Because it seems like it's not a walking simulator just for walking simulator's sake, which is usually the turnoff for me for that type of game. Right. It's it's got enough depth and meaning to it that it it isn't just, hey, look, we we had some cool (laughs) visual artists on this. Yeah. 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 No, they... They have a good balance of that and the world interaction, I would say. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think, think that... I think uh, it's your turn for a recommendation this week. Yeah, it is. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this before the episode. No. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to recommend getting a home assistant like a Google Home or an Alexa. And the reason is because I literally just got one today <laughs> and have been fooling around with it. And it's nice to have. It's 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 the kind of thing my bro- so my brother has had an Alexa for a long time and has like every add-on imaginable. Mm-hmm. And when I went to visit, I would usually be like this is a lot. Like I don't mm, <laughs> I don't know if you need all that. Yeah. But, you know, even if you don't need all that, like I know I don't, it's more helpful than I thought it would be. And mm-hmm. it's it's nice to just be like, "Oh, I have this question. I can just ask the air and get an answer." <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead of like having to go to Google and, you know, you can set timers and, you know, uh have it control smart devices and you can you know just check the weather like simple things that aren't like it's like my brother uses it to like dictate a large portion of his life (laughs) (laughs) which is fine because like it has the capability of like making a bunch of portions of your life easier if you do utilize all that stuff yeah but for me it's like for just some simple things that i would normally do anyway it just makes a couple of those a little simpler right and you know more streamlined so the future is here the future is now 2020 (laughs) i can just i can just say hey google i'm gonna do this thing tomorrow and then it's like all right we'll slap that in your calendar (laughs) thank you because i i don't want to get out my calendar and manually enter in this thing that i probably don't even need to put in there anyway but then tomorrow i will forget that i was supposed to do it (laughs) yeah so yeah I, i you know i'd recommend trying one or the other um I mean, I I'm not biased either way. I have the Google Home, but that's just because I do. My because brother has the Alexa, you got but because <laughs> I got one. <laughs> but yeah, I I I say now, especially that I have one. It's like they're not that expensive. Like no, and you 
even if you get as much usefulness that I will, which is probably not a lot, it's I'd still say it's worth it. I would recommend it. Cool. Well, everyone, this has been Expand Cool. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Expand Cool or Twitter.com slash Expand Cool for episode information and polls for episode topics. Feel free to share your first reaction and or thoughts on East Jade on our social media. If you want to directly support us, visit Patreon.com slash Expand Cool. Tune in next week for our discussion on Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I'm Sam. And I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening.